The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact and Curtin McConkie. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is Ulysses Hawili, who is the Chief Intelligence Officer for Tembo Education. This is a student entrepreneurial team that uh, has been competing in the Holt Prize competition. They're finalists, and uh, so just recently we're with uh, Bill Clinton in at the Clinton Global Initiative for the finals and the uh, announcement of the winner. In, in any case, Ulysses, thank you very much for joining us today. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you for having me, Devin. I appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience in uh, hanging out with Bill Clinton. That had to be a pretty rare and exciting thing for you. Yes, it was definitely, I think, an exceptional experience. It's not every day you get to meet the President of the United States, whether current or former. So it was definitely, I think, a a profound experience for us, Uh, as well as uh, we got to meet a lot of other figures as well, uh, namely the President of Iceland, Alex Tsipras, Prime Minister of Greece, Prime Minister of Italy, and various other heads of state. So we did get to make some um, pretty exemplary connections. So this is exciting, and uh, for you, uh, you know, you put together this team, you, you spend a year working on this. How did it feel to be selected as a finalist and, and to meet? What were the feelings you were having? I definitely think that it was a humbling experience. Since we were the only team from the United States to the global finals, uh, meaning that we were able to best teams like Harvard University, MIT, Stanford, etc., It was definitely a humbling experience for us, and I think it only serves to prove that regardless of where your roots are or what institution that you hail from, you could make an indelible change in particular environments across the country, Uh, even if you don't have access to some of the capital that uh, individuals at Harvard and and Yale have. So it was definitely a humbling experience for us. That's great. I, I appreciate you sharing that. This year, the whole challenge, the whole prize was built around uh, early childhood education. How do you see the problem? What, what, did, what was it that inspired you? What, what did you see as being the issue that got you and your team fired up? Right. I was initially recruited because of my aptitude in economics and my understanding of some of the uh, political institutions in the region. And I think the most profound problem with the economic and political institutions in developing countries is that they don't provide an incentive for parents to educate their children, and which is why there aren't children who are getting educated. Because if you look at climates like Nigeria, what is the point of acquiring an education if you cannot utilize it to get a job in the future? The business sector has not been able to produce adequate jobs for people with uh, adept human capital. So there's no incentive to acquire human capital. And what Tembo Education has done is provide an incentive for parents to educate their children that sort of surmounts these obstacles that are characteristic of these economic and political institutions. And I am of the belief 
that education is at the core of a lot of the issues that we see in developing countries. That includes poverty, uh, high mortality rates. If you look at a lot of the scientific literature, it corroborates the claim that when mothers have higher literacy rates or they're better educated or people in general are better educated, you see a uh, correlation with respect to a decline in mortality and as well as an increase in overall nutrition. So I do believe that, and Tembo Education is of the belief that education is central to solving all of these issues that are inextricably linked to the lack of education. Perfect. Now, what did you do about it? What is What was your plan of attack and what are you doing? It was a very iterative process. At first, we sort of had conceptual understanding of what we wanted to do, and that was provide some sort of play-based curriculum to children in sub-Saharan countries because, uh, again, the scientific literature corroborates the claim that this is best for developing children. So when we went into sub-Saharan Africa, ultimately our idea now is, I think, crafted uh, almost immaculately. What we do is we provide a evidence-based early childhood education curriculum through our curriculum partners, HIPPI, to parents in uh, destitute environments, namely urban slum communities, through their mobile phones, primarily because 86 to 89% of them have access to a mobile phone, even though they don't have access to basic water and sanitation or basic amenities that you and I would take for granted here in the United States. They do have a cell phone. So we thought perhaps that we would be able to disseminate an evidence-based early childhood education curriculum through the mobile phone, which is the conduit between us, our company, and those uh, living in inaccessible slums across the world. And in addition to that, this is speaking on the incentives that I alluded to earlier, we provide monetary incentives for parents to educate their children. We send a quiz to assess the learning process after our home educators, our employees, teach the daily instructions that we send them through their mobile phones. So after the home educator teaches the parent, the parent is expected to educate the child, and then we send a quiz to assess the learning process to the parent. If the parent answers the quiz correctly, they're rewarded with free airtime or minutes and texts. And the reason that I call this a monetary incentive is because currency and uh, airtime are often conflated in these environments. You could use airtime as currency, which uh, to us was confounding because that's not conventional here in the United States, but in sub-Saharan and developing countries that is very conventional. So we partnered with a telecommunication company to provide us a 50% or it varies, but a, a percentage discount on top-ups or airtime. And then we disseminate that to parents as an incentive to educate their children because the, the mobile phone is the center of gravity in the life of many of these people. And so we're able to utilize that as leverage to incentivize the education process. Have you been able to pilot this program? Yes, uh, actually back in June, we began our pilot study and we've been operating in 19 urban slum communities across Nigeria ever since. And how's it going? What kinds of results are you seeing? Well, if you look at some of our testimonials, the parents are absolutely ecstatic. Um, 
children or hundreds of children are acquiring the education that they deserve as a prerogative of them even existing. Uh, we're employing droves and dozens of mothers, assisting and lifting them out of poverty and providing them with adequate wages. Um, so we have already seen a profound impact in many of lives in sub-Saharan Africa and in the communities that we have been operating in. And even though right now it's small because we haven't had a initial capital injection to help us expand, there is reason to believe that we will expand very soon. And in five years, we would have reached over 10 million children and lifted over 200,000 women out of poverty. Uh, that's so inspiring. It, it, it's amazing the, the impact that you're having. So uh, what is, describe the content they're getting over their phones. And are, they, are you typically working with people who have smartphones or old feature phones? That's an excellent question. We're typically working right now with people who have feature phones. So we digitize the hippie curriculum, which is an evidence-based curriculum, into very simplistic instructions that the parents can use to then role play with their children. Because again, this is a play-based curriculum. If you're familiar with Montessori or Reggio Emilia, they've adopted the same philosophy with educating their children, and that's primarily because it facilitates and catalyzes the development process and it focuses on the four domains of learning. And uh, in addition to that, um, we're using the mobile phones because it's easy to be able to access them. So the education, I think, is definitely having a profound impact on these individuals. Well, it, it is a profound impact, and, and the success you're having is is making you something of an icon and a role model for the entrepreneur community. Who do you look up to as a role model? Well, I think that everybody in the group would have disparate ideas of who to look up to. Me, individually, I look up to figures like Carl Sagan, who is uh, an astrophysicist and public intellectual I look up to figures like um, Barack Obama, for instance, the president of the United States, uh, Henry Kissinger, former secretary of state. But um, those would be my own personal heroes. General David Petraeus, former director of the CIA. These are individuals that I, I personally look up to and I aspire to be like them. Now, those are great role models, great role models, really and truly. Now, as you... Uh, think about all the things that you could do in the world. Why have you chosen to work on this project? Right. Well, at 19 years old, um, when we started, when I started this business with my colleagues, um, it wasn't at all clear what I would be doing in the future. Although I did have a yearning thirst to create an indelible impact on individuals living in developing countries and those who are less fortunate. I actually lived in Beirut, Lebanon for two years of my life in middle school. And I was in it being a developing country uh, provided me with a deep insight into the plight and tribulations that individuals face in developing countries. Regularly electricity went out, uh, the water wasn't drinkable. And oftentimes there was a lack of This is also reflective of the climate and contiguous sub-Saharan nations. So being a, as a student of mathematics and economics, I was 
deeply interested in analyzing these situations, and in addition, prescribing remedies to actually alleviate the suffering of hundreds and thousands of people living in these destitute conditions. And being able to apply my knowledge of economics and my analytical ability to solve these issues, I think is the most rewarding experience. Uh, it definitely reminds me of my days living in these developing countries and wanting to do something to help these people because at the end of the day, they're just like me. They have emotions like I do. They have thoughts and feelings and a life as complex and intricate as mine. And I think that everybody as a universal right should be afforded a quality education. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think this is, uh, you, you're really tapping into that, uh, the heart of the matter there. And so I appreciate you sharing those, those personal feelings. Now you clearly are having great success already. Uh, your, your pilot project is showing this, the success you had with the whole prize is telling us this, but tell us what we're looking for an impact hack, something you do every day or regularly habitually that, that we could do that would enable us to have more impact, do more good in the world. Right. I think everybody has to have their own proclivity or tendency um, that becomes habitual every day to self-improve. I know Phil, who's our, our CEO, has a very rigorous self-improvement schedule as well as myself. And I think that that ultimately is necessary to develop your own human capital to be able to resolve these issues. So if there's anybody uh, that's an aspiring social entrepreneur out there, that's looking to make a change in the world, I would tell them first, focus on developing yourself. Because once you develop your skills to a particular level, you could utilize them to have a profound impact in uh, a business that will then eventually create an indelible change in the region or location that you uh, wanna create the change. And for instance, I'll give you a personal example. Every single day, and I've been doing this for numerous years, I copy the dictionary front and back, a page every single day, in order to increase my ability to communicate and articulate my thoughts. And ultimately, it's taken me very far because typically you don't see individuals who are 19 years old create social uh, enterprises that are creating huge impacts in the world. And if you could speak to people in a way that they can understand in a concise manner and you're able to articulate your thoughts fluidly, they tend to take you more seriously. And in addition to that, I think that it um, assists with the acquisition of knowledge and ultimately that knowledge is what you're going to need to be able to implement policies or implement particular businesses that are going to create these changes in developing countries. I hear that. Well, I really appreciate you sharing those insights. It's really helpful, Ulysses. Now, before you go, I want you to tell us how people can learn more about what you're doing, how they can connect with you. All right. I'll tell them to go on temboeducationgroup.com, follow us on Facebook, Tembo Education, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or handle us at Tembo Education, T-E-M-B-O-E-D-U Education. And in addition to that, uh, I would say follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, you can get into contact with us from there, but we're primarily active on Facebook. Fantastic. 
Well, uh, Ulysses, we thank you very much for being with us today. We wish you every success in your work to help alleviate poverty and educate poor children and uh, wish you all the best. Thank you very much, Devin. Thank you for having me here. All righty. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Regardless of company size or business challenge, clients count on Curtin McConkie to solve problems, help realize opportunities, and provide high-caliber legal and business thinking without breaking their legal budgets. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.